Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. I am your host, Sarah Heron. Happy Friday. Today, I wanted to talk a little bit about the headlines in Bachelor Nation, but first, I need to talk about my experience going to The Bachelor live on stage. I was at the last weekend, it was an April 2nd, April 3rd show with Justin Glaze from Katie's season of The Bachelorette as The Bachelor. It was at the Beacon Theater in New York City. And I really didn't know what to expect from this production, this program. And even after sitting through it and drinking through it, I'm not really sure what to think. I have a lot of thoughts, some good, some bad, mostly just confused though. Um, To be quite honest, full disclosure, I did not pay for these tickets. I was invited to go as a member of the press. I brought my friend with me. There was wine involved. There was a few bachelor people in the crowd. Chelsea was at this show. And I don't know if you know this, but Sydney, who was on Ben Higgins season is a dancer on the live on stage show. She's been on this podcast recapping with me. And there's two dancers at Sydney and a man who like opened the show dancing. And then they're kind of just like in the background hyping Becca Kufrin up, whether they are doing the props for the games or just kind of dancing behind Becca. There's a Grease Summer Lovin' moment that is confusing where they all dance. Um, And it is a show. It's for entertainment first, but the premise is to bring The Bachelor to the stage. So Justin was The Bachelor that night and they pull up like probably 15 girls, I want to say, at least. There was a lot of contestants. And from my understanding, you get if you get to the show early, you can meet with the casting producers and kind of talk about why you want to be on stage. And you don't even have to be single, technically. It's just because it's supposed to just be for fun. They take a photo of you. And then you come out in like a fake limo and Becca Kufrin introduces you. And it's just right off the bat, though. That's what's weird because they have like stop. They have photos they take of them. They put on the stage and the women get called out right off the bat. The second suitor that they called out, the second bachelorette was a no show. She bailed. She she didn't. She decided not to go pursue Justin. But then it's also strange because they come and greet Becca and majority of these girls, I would say, just walked right past Justin and went to go stand in like the section of where the bachelorettes stand. And it just shows right off the bat, like this isn't to date anyone. And I get that. Like, I'm not saying Justin would find love with one of these random people in New York City. And also they have several dates that they um, that they perform at, they host, they do. So Justin's the bachelor for like five dates. You know, Rodney's the bachelor right now. Like they, So it's not like they're going to, you know, run off in sunset with these people. 
But even like it's just the idea that which is the premise of The Bachelor. So the whole thing is just well, it feels like what am I doing here? Why am I watching this? It's for fun, I guess. But it, it just it's so bizarre. And most of these girls didn't even didn't even look at Justin. So he's just kind of awkwardly there, which I, I totally get like how uncomfortable that must be. I'm not like shaming the girls and I could never do it. But it's just weird. Um, there was a boo immediately when Becca brought up Ari, which I thought was funny to note. The crowd was not here for an Ari mention. Romeo from Michelle's season was also in the crowd. He was out early and he was sitting right in front of me. Um, he was very good looking in person and a few girls recognized him. There was this woman named Jojo who was very tall and beautiful and got his first impression rose. And that was a pretty obvious um, call from the crowd, which was kind of funny. And then you had Rick show up and give out a first date card and it it's the date cards were like games that they played. So the first there was like a one on one date. So that those girls are a group date that those girls went backstage to get ready for. And the rest of them were on a different group date and played this game where they showed a face of different bachelors and they had to go like stand to which bachelor they would have picked like and it was like games like that like where would you want to be where would you want to live like what part do you stand at and the bachelor one was just funny because it was peter clayton matt james and nick vile and people booed at anyone who picked peter weber and who picked clayton so there was some booing and that's part what that was fun about this whole thing the show itself again it's just confusing and strange and you don't really get what the point is but then if you're with friends and you know the wine is flowing and you're kind of laughing at it and talking amongst yourselves it was fun like I had a good time and watching people boo certain people was kind of hilarious but I at the end I just kept coming back to like what what is the point of this like what are we all getting out of this the people on stage were having a great time and it seemed like they were treated lovely and Becca you know was doing her thing and people were dancing but it was two acts there was an intermission you guys, the intermission was the most unnecessary thing I've ever experienced. It was probably like a solid 20 minutes and they just had you pretend you were in paradise. Um, I know it makes sense for the venues to want people to go buy drinks, take a bath and break, whatever. But it was just so long. They're, everyone by the end was fading out. So it was too long. Very confusing what the point was, but there were highlights. So I'm not saying go, but I'm also not saying don't go. If you really, really like The Bachelor, I think it's worth it because there's also a good chance that there's going to be cameos from people. Um, Thomas was at our show. They like pretended that they he was surprising Becca, but she knew he was there. They joked about getting her pregnant. It was kind of, you know, they're cute, whatever. They also had this game called Naughty or Nice and they could tell like a naughty story or a nice story and the girl Jojo who was the clear favorite in my opinion actually might have been there to get with Justin but whatever who got the first impression was her story was that she threatened to tell a naughty story about someone in Bachelor Nation but then like wouldn't say who it was so that would have been fun to get some tea there I feel like the show wasn't even pushing it though like they don't they didn't want to tell have this girl spill tea i don't know again the whole thing was just confusing but i really joe if you are jojo from um justin's bachelor live please reach out to me privately and let me know what the tea that you wanted to spill during not air nice was another thing was like a lip syncing competition someone danced to single ladies someone danced to my heart will go on there was a lot of titanic references throughout the whole show which again was just strange the whole thing was very strange they also recreated movie scenes they recreated scenes from titanic from the notebook there was a girl who got a final rose at the end and i think you get to take a picture 
and that's how it ends i think there were some girls i think a lot of the girls actually that were on stage together some of them knew each other and some of them became friends and i saw on instagram they were like out to dinner um so again very cool for them overall kind of surprising people spend money on this but i can't imagine the tickets are that expensive and if you really really like the bachelor like no shade here it was a fun night like i'm happy i went it was just too long and several times, probably every five minutes, I was just like, wait, what are we doing here? Because these games, none of it mattered. Like I know on The Bachelor, is it really for love? Whatever. That's a whole other question. But this didn't even pretend it. It, it just kind of felt like we were throwing out answers into an empty void. And it's like, what was going to be the end result here? But it was like a game show. And I guess it makes sense. It certainly wasn't sold out. Um, the Beacon in New York, there was a lot of empty seats. So I wonder how this show is doing overall. I would be curious to find out. But Becca looks like she's having a great time. Sydney, great time. And I think Bachelor alums in the area flock to the event. Like they reach out to them. So if it's a city that you know a lot of Bachelor alums live in that you live in, there's probably a good chance you'll get you'll get a sighting. So that was The Bachelor Live on stage. Let me know if you guys went and what happened at your show because I'm very curious and it was just a bizarre experience. In other news, I'm sure you saw those pictures of Kristen Cavallari and Tyler Cameron making out on set of her Uncommon James photo shoot. A lot of people think they're dating. I don't know for sure what happened when the cameras went away. There was tequila flowing if you saw the behind the scenes photos posted by Kristen's publicist. But I will tell you that those photos were released for a reason. It wasn't hard to get copies of those photos, if you know what I mean, after TMZ had them. They may have seemed blurry, but they were taken with a purpose and they exploded everywhere. So everyone was talking about Uncommon James. Kristen Cavallari is no stranger to getting some publicity you know when everything was dragging her and if you watch southern charm you know she was kind of dragged into the austin and craig and then summer house with Paige. there was like a love triangle and when everyone was kind of looking to see if Kristen would react to that both in real time and then when it just aired on summer house she was turning out the uncommon james content on her instagram part of me respects it part of me finds it a little thirsty i mean whatever she's been in the reality tv game forever she can she can play it however she wants but to me, it's pretty clear that this is just to try to sell. I guess they're doing some either men's jewelry at Uncommon James or for the women's jewelry. Um, that part I don't know, which I guess might have been a flaw because you'd think that the publicist would have told us what they were promoting. But anyway, I don't think they're dating. They hooked up afterwards. Good for them. Queen Victoria. I don't know if you saw this. Her contract is up, you guys. I have some girls from Matt James season coming on the podcast in the next couple of weeks um, because their contracts are officially up. And she wasted no time going on Instagram story writing, doing the show was probably the worst experience of my life. And I hate the producers truly when a fan asked her about the experience of the show. She wrote, However, I try and look at the greater perspective. There are way more significant issues in the world and mine are minuscule in comparison. Focus on my blessings. One of my favorite things, yada, yada. But then somebody brought up, you literally pulled a crown off a girl's heads. Those were your actions. And she wrote, yeah, I'm sure with a bunch of ease, that was my idea. So this is kind of a classic thing of, oh, you know, the villain of the season complaining about the edit. And part of me, obviously, you have to sympathize with them to some degree. You sign away, you know, the rights for them to edit you any way you want. It is a decision you make. You don't know what you're getting into. People don't deserve to be bullied on the internet. But at the same time, you know, you went on paradise afterwards. Like how bad could the experience have been? You know, you, I, I, I don't know. I, I think it's always interesting to see the people who continue their Bachelor Nation career, but then complain about it nonstop. It's like, well, why did you give them more power then to manipulate you if you had such a horrible experience? Like if The Bachelor was the worst experience of your life, in what world did you decide to go on Bachelor in Paradise? For the money, I, from what I heard, the money's not that great. For the exposure, sure, I guess, you know, in some sense, if you're already going to be all over the news, why not get some more screen time and get some more followers out of it? I get it. But 
I'm curious to know if she's going to say more. I, I might reach out to her, but it's also hard because, you know, after she said that, I'm sure she could have even gotten a message already from the show. I don't know. I don't know. But that was her Instagram Q&A. So it's going to start. And Matt's season was very, you know, polarizing. It was controversial for a lot of reasons. And I think the girls kind of got a bad rap and I don't know them. So I don't know if that was accurate or not. None of us do. But I feel like they were kind of categorized as some of the cattier ones. Moving on, Jason and Caitlin are both in the news. Jason's book is out this week. Um, I interviewed him a couple weeks ago about the book and the Bachelor role in the book and negotiations and all that. So if you're interested, you should go listen to that episode. But as he's doing press for the book, um, I think this was on his podcast, Trading Secrets, but he had someone interview him since it was the book release week. And Colton came up because in the book, Jason talks about how Colton out-negotiated him and Blake for The Bachelor in a lot of ways. But the main reason was that Colton pretty much was saying, I will do anything you need as your Bachelor. And Blake and Jason were not willing to say that. Which knowing everything we know about Colton makes a lot of sense. You know what I mean? Jason revealed on his podcast that Colton recently unfollowed both him and Caitlyn. He doesn't know why. I believe it might be because Cassie was just on Caitlyn's podcast. They were hanging out with her at The Bachelor finale. Um, And he also called Caitlyn a Jason called Colton very calculated while reflecting on the timeline of their social media fallout. He said, quote, he had asked me several times to interview to be on one of the Netflix shows for him. This was before coming out Colton. He was going to have a show with Cassie and then he was going to have a show by himself with his friends. He was working every angle to get a Netflix show. And I commend him, you know, he knows what he wants and he goes for it. It's just interesting. And I'm like, dude, whatever you need, however I can help. If you need Caitlin, I'll get Caitlin to interview, whatever. He said he didn't know much about the projects, but obviously he was close to Colton from from um, Becca season. And he said, I interviewed for two or three things for Colton with Netflix. And then he came to Nashville in the summer, hung out with Caitlin and I. He was distant. I think that was around when this whole thing was happening. He was still him. He was a little aloof about where he said he would be and why. And then all this stuff happened. I remember he FaceTimed Cassie a couple times, which was interesting. And he would hold it up to Caitlin and I. So I think what Jason is getting at here is you know, Colton has been accused of being calculated before and maybe here, you know, stuff was starting to come out about him and Cassie and he wanted allies to be like, look, we were close. We were talking. He wanted this Netflix show really bad. And that was before it was going to be about his coming out journey. So, you know, when he talks about how we put everything on the line for his coming out journey, he was clearly willing to put anything on the line to be the bachelor too. Um, and Colton's a very complicated person as always. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of difficult to even talk about him because it's so layered. And I obviously just sympathize with Cassie at the end of the day for everything that they went through. And I'm happy that Colton, you know, is keeping a distance from her and that he's moved on, but it's always hard to totally like praise him. I don't know. And I, I've kind of heard in the past that he's, he's got, you know, a plan. He wanted to be on TV and he still wants to be on TV. So it's not really a surprise to hear these quotes. Caitlin Bristow was also on the Guys We Effed podcast recently, and her quotes are kind of making the rounds because she talked about how she slept with three people in the fantasy suite, which the point of that show is to talk about your sexual experience. So and the past relationships, um, which would imply that, you know, Batch Ben, Bachelor Ben Higgins um, would probably be number three, I would assume, because obviously Sean and, and Nick Vile, we have confirmed. And then that would be Ben. And I know it's kind of gross to even talk about. And it was a long time ago. But I only bring it up because one, that podcast was interesting. If you're interested and in, if you really like Caitlin, I would uh, go listen to that. But also, Ben has said before that it kind of upsets his wife, Jessica, when certain things from his past make headlines again. And he talked about this when he was speaking to Colton, actually, and Ashley on his on Almost Famous because they had put Ben's 
proposal and the promo for Clayton season. And he's like, I don't care. I get it. Like they own the footage, but it kind of can upset Jessica sometimes. So I wonder how Jessica feels about Caitlin talking about Ben in the fantasy suites. Probably isn't super happy about it. Um, it hasn't gone everywhere, everywhere, but I've definitely seen it a few times. Um, and, you know, Caitlin's a pretty big open book and I respect that about her. And I don't think it's a bad thing. And I do think it's something to be said if you go on the show, like people are going to be talking about whatever happened five, ten, however many years ago when at forever, especially if you're doing interviews yourself. So makes sense to me. And finally, confirmation, VIP will be back. Bachelor in Paradise season eight has officially been ordered at ABC. I never had a doubt. People were freaking out, but I never had a doubt. It will be back. Unclear when it's going to air. We don't know that yet, but my guess is it will be after The Bachelorette or maybe simultaneously. Maybe they'll start Paradise. They'll like introduce it as The Bachelorette's winding down because I can't imagine they want Paradise to be airing in like November, but October wouldn't be like the craziest thing. So maybe they'll premiere in July and then towards the end of August start Paradise and then kind of keep the content consistent until like in October. I don't know. I'm happy it's happening. I saw that at a live show publicity, the Barstool podcast, Andrew S. and Greg were her guests. And I saw a tweet saying that he made a comment about how he'll be in Mexico this summer. So I think we can confirm Andrew S., which isn't a shock from Katie's season as someone who's going to be on VIP. I can't wait. That's all I got. Um, come back on Tuesday. I have a great interview with JP Rosenbaum from Ashley season. He won Ashley season. Haven't heard a lot from JP since their divorce and he was pretty candid about everything. So, and it was really just a fun interview and we talked about his kids and him dating again and Ashley and the divorce and the show overall and his thoughts. So definitely tune into that on Tuesday. And then the week after that, I have a really juicy interview with a Bachelor in Paradise couple from the most recent season. So definitely keep coming back for Bachelor content and let me know what you're thinking on Instagram at Sarah Heron.